Today's show is pre-recorded. everybody you're listening to the voice come on dig me now one and only steve harvey got this radio show man how i got here i really can't explain it only by the grace of god that's all i can really tell you uh i was talking with a buddy the other day and he was telling me he said man uh, he had an interesting philosophy about it he say, uh, you know, you can have dreams and visions. He say, but God, God will never show you what all he has for you. He won't show you all of it because he knows you'll mess it up. And you know what, man? I thought about that, and wow, how true is that? Okay, I know that I got a radio show. I didn't see it. It's just become this major blessing for me. I didn't see it. But if I would have seen it and known when he had planned on giving it to me, I would have messed it up. Because number one, my first question would have been to him, why I got to wait so long? Why don't I go down here and start on the radio now? And then I'll be in radio. And then, ta-da, see there, God? But see, the thing about God is God don't need your help. Matter of fact, he don't really want it. All he want is you to love him and obey him. If you can do them two things, I think, I think, I could be wrong. I think he'd be really cool with us. So had I known about these blessings that he had for me, I would have messed them up because I would have put my thinking in the figuring process, and that would have jacked it all up. 
That's the first thing I'd asked him, why I got to wait so long. And then if he'd have shown me what I was going to have to do to get it, I would have sure messed that up. Man, I ain't finna do that. I ain't finna do all of that. Wait a minute. I got to go through all of these mishaps in my life so when I get the radio show, I have something to share? Man, why don't I just read a couple books and share that experience with them? No. See, I want you to know what you're talking about. I want you to be transparent. I want people to be able to identify with your struggle and apply their struggle to it and see that they can get over it. See, God never shows you all of it because he know we'll mess it up. I wouldn't have any books. I certainly, please know I would not be the host of Family Feud. Can I tell you that? (laughs) It is amazing, man how God works. And my invitation to everybody today is allow God to work. You know, you can ask him why all you want to, and from time to time, I still do. No good for me, but that old why me, old woe is me, Lord thing, that don't really get it for me. Because when I start asking him why, I'm asking somebody who has a thought process so high above mine that there's no way if he told it to me, I wouldn't even get it. You wouldn't either. I don't care how bright you think you are, man. You just ain't going to get how and why he does it his way. You're not going to understand it. But he has a plan for each and every one of us. And if we adhere to the plan, if we submit ourselves to his will and just say, okay, God, what you want me to do? I am telling you it is the best way to live. Now, you can also do it the way I did it early on. You can just do what you want to do and see how it go from there. And I will tell you from personal experience, it's not going to go good. You know, my wife and I were talking the other day, and she said something with me, and I had to write it down. She said, Steve, you know the funny thing about sin? She say, sin costs you more than you want to pay and causes you to stay longer than you want to stay. <laughs> I asked my wife where she got that from. She said some, some old person told it to her. She says, sin costs you more than you want to pay and causes you to stay longer than you want to stay. That's the problem, man, about doing what you want to do. Because we are all sinners, man, all of us, all of us, every last one of us are sinners. You will be a sinner until you die. Now, you could be saved by grace, but you're going to be a sinner, man. You are going to make mistakes. You are going to, in your life, knowingly do wrong. I bet you will. I don't know who you think you are. I don't know who you've been listening to, but get this. We are sinners. We were born into a world that is sinful. Now, it's okay. It's okay. It's our world. But we can make the best of it because we can form a relationship with God and we can, and we can go to war with this thing, you know, and we can win. You can actually get over. Being born into this world is not uh, end all, it doesn't mean you're doomed. Nah, man. Because God is available to give you life and not only give you life, but give it to you more abundantly. I have more of an abundant life than I've ever had. If you took away the finances, trust and believe, I have so many things I could tell you that I'm grateful for. For my wife, for my children, man, for my family, for the few friends that I have for the work that I do. 
man, for the respect that some people, that I feel around some people, from the reputation I've earned. Now, I ain't cool with everybody. I got that. I'm cool. I'm, I ain't cool with everybody. Everybody ain't cool with me. Everybody don't like me. Man, get past that right there. I don't care what you do, everybody ain't gonna like you. Some people didn't like Jesus. What did he do? What did he do wrong to anybody? Show it to me where he was just out there just messing over folks and you could justify all that happened to him. Just show it to me. But he knew everybody ain't gonna like me. I just come to save y'all. You understand? I got you ain't feeling me. You're going to spit on me. You're going to hang me up there. You're going to pierce my side. You're going to do all that to me. When you get through, I still love you. That's, that's a powerful statement, man. God will take care of you. If you form this relationship with him, he has something for you. He has a plan for you that is beyond your imagination. He will give you the desires of your heart, but he also has some stuff in store for you that you're not even asking for, that he is willing to ship to an address that belongs to you as long as you stay on the right path and are trying your best. God will ship you the blessing anyway. Because please know he's done it to me. I'm a living witness to this, that God will ship you blessings and you ain't going to be perfect. But if he know your heart, man, if he know you trying to do better, if he see you trying to change, if he see you trying to get it right, he understands that you're going to stumble all the way through this thing. But if he know your heart and he know you trying to get it right and you doing the best you can, boy, he'll ship some stuff your way, man. You really be tripping, man. You will really be tripping. Steve Harvey got a radio show. <laughs> Man, it's crazy, ain't it? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. The Steve Harvey Morning Show is here. Thank God Almighty for raising us up this morning, starting us on our way. But we're here. we glad about it and we're grateful. It's Monday morning, man. Be excited about it. I'm excited about this day. I Listen to me. I saw a motivated series they did on me on Instagram. And this is what I just want to share this moment with you. When I wake up in the morning, I say, I get to go to work. I get to have a job. I get to play this music. I get to greet everybody. I get to wake up the country. Instead of waking up and saying, I have to go to work. I have to go down there today. I have to, I have to do this. When you say I have to, you block all your blessings and it doesn't release gratitude. Start saying I get to. I get to go to work. I get to get in my car today. And watch the mental change that happens in you and watch what new blessings that you unre- that you release into your life. Watch the blessings that you release by having a simple word change. Instead of I got to, I get to. Ladies and gentlemen, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Get to come on right now. Shirley Strawberry. <laughs> I get to say good morning to you, Steve. Good morning. I get to introduce Carla Ferrell. <laughs> and I get to accept that introduction at my job. Amen. Good yeah. morning. Then I get to say, Junior. I get to say, what's up, Uncle? Good morning, everybody. Morning, Carla. Morning, Ha Ain't that right now? Morning. See how much better that feels? Yeah, yes, man. making me smile One and word. everything. Yeah. 
I get to instead yes. of I got to. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. It, it changes everything, man. I'm, I'm telling you. And I yeah. just discovered this a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I was just uh-huh. saying it one day, and I said, man, that's a big difference when I say it like that. Mm-hmm. And I just started implementing it, and it just it was yeah, nothing. You know, I'm already grateful, but this really yeah. helps reinforce it. Yeah, it yeah. yeah, it makes it positive. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to go to Africa. No, I get to go to Africa. Ooh, the motherland? <laughs> what? What you doing? <laughs> I got, I got I to go, go to Africa. Africa. No, no, no. I get to go to Africa. <laughs> What's going on over there, Steve? <laughs> oh, You're man, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So there was a marathon today. Mm-hmm. It was a marathon. And a lot of Africans in the front. You know, they put the front runners, the top runners in the front so they don't get be behind all these nobodies that ain't going to win, right? <laughs> they put the top runners, just like at Boston, New York Marathon, they put all the top yeah. runners in the front. So everybody up there African, right? Mm-hmm. So they finished one, two, three, African finish, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this white guy <laughs> is on the news and says, why does it have to be in Africa? It's unfair. They train here, they race here. They went to the African and won. He said, "But we win in New, we win in New York, nah. we win in Chicago, <laughs> yeah. we win in Boston. Where, where do you want us to win?" The white dude finished in 38th place. <laughs> All right. Uh, the top women beat him. <laughs> All right. He's mad when at we... the three African dudes. We're moving on. Watch uh, this on TV next year. Coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, time for Ask the CLO right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time for Ask the CLO. Um, (laughs) The Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey is in the building. And uh, this one is from Stella in Louisville, Kentucky. Stella says, I'm 37 years old and I've been married eight years and out of the blue, my husband confessed to cheating and said he's sorry and it will never happen again. Uh, I can't even think of when he would have had time to cheat, and I really don't understand why he confessed. I went to our pastor, and he already knew. He agreed that some things are better left unsaid. What do I do next? Do I try to find out who the woman is or leave well enough alone? Wow. Well, I mean, what, what does finding out the woman do? Okay, so I don't I don't think you need to bring that into your world. I'm still stuck on this food. What he confessed that, out of the blue? What? What? <laughs> who told you this, dog? Mm. Now the pastor knew. Yeah. yeah. He went to the pastor, but I guess he felt bad. He wanted to get it off his chest. So here's a good thing. Here's a good thing to look at. He didn't have to tell you, but he felt bad enough. And he came forward with you. Obviously, it was something that was eating away at him, mm-hmm. something Guilt. he regretted doing. Mm-hmm. So there's a good side. It ain't like mm-hmm. you busted him and then he confessed. He walked in there and told him. So I think that's okay. So you can try to go back to like it never happened because you don't know who it is. And he, I, why he tell it? I don't know why. He I'm I ain't stuck. never had that feeling. To are, are you saying Listen, you wouldn't have told? You you wouldn't have eaten away at you. You know, if that well, had ever happened. So you're saying as a man, you would never have confessed to it only if you got caught? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, your wife of yeah. eight Even years. Even then. Yeah, that's exactly what, Even when you catch me, there ain't going to be no confession. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can you say? You're caught in the act. Prove it. Tell me, I'm looking at you. It wasn't to me. Prove it. No. I mean, listen to me, man. Keep the lie going. 
don't nothing eat at you. Mm-hmm. I've done some things in my life that I feel horrible about. Mm-hmm. Right. I've okay. done some things in my life. The moment I did it, I wished I hadn't done. I done some things. I, I went to do it knowing I shouldn't do it. Yes. Exactly. I, I'm guilty, yeah, guilty, guilty, guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm finna come in here and tell it though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's between you and your God. You gonna Man. take it to the grave? I'm gonna ask uh, for forgiveness. Day. He gonna whoop me about it. Now you know mm-hmm. you you gonna get whipped about it. Yeah. You know. And then you have to forgive yourself. And then, yeah. you know, once God forgives you, you got to forgive yourself. Yeah. I don't need nobody. I don't need everybody forgiving. Right. <laughs> or judging. Yeah. Nah, everybody. You, you, everybody's not the Lord. Yeah. Uh-uh. 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 Hmm. All right. It's not, so, it's not my shoe. I, I don't know who shoe that is. That ain't my hand. <laughs> I know I got one on right now. <laughs> I don't know how that lipstick got on my neck. <laughs> yeah. You don't. But I better not find out who did it. I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, now you mad. Yeah. yeah. This is oh. a Wait till up. I see her. <laughs> I'm being set yeah. up. All right. So you think uh, the wife should just leave well enough alone? Well, I'm just saying you got to You got. You're gonna have to go in there and talk with the pastor, so y'all can work through it, and so you can get some closure to it. But I mean, the good thing of it is he voluntarily told you. So it obviously was something that was eating away at him, and he feels horrible about it. That's the good thing. Mm-hmm. All right, Josephine in Tampa, as we move on, says, My daughter is 22 years old, and she's told me that she dances part-time at a gentleman's club. She said she didn't want me to find out on the streets. Uh, she still lives with me, so of course she doesn't need the money, and I never expected her to be into this sort of thing. Um... I don't approve of this, but I don't want to be that parent that puts her down. How should I handle this? Wow. Well, you gonna praise her for it? <laughs> you, wanna, <laughs> you don't want to put her down. Yeah. You, you don't want to try to talk her out of it. You don't. You don't want to show her the pitfalls of that lifestyle because there are some pitfalls to it. You don't want to go in there and say, you know, I would. I would love for you to think more of yourself. I would right. hate for what's happening to you now to haunt you later on in life when you want to make more serious decisions and something that had happened or somebody saw you at this club prohibits you from furthering your life. It can prohibit jobs later on that you may need because you can't stay up on that stage the rest of your life. It may stop you from having the man of your dreams because he may not approve of your former lifestyle. You don't want to say that to him? I try. Mm-hmm. I would at I least give it a shot. Okay, well, what time you coming in tonight? <laughs> yeah. you, need you want me to leave to a plate the of food on the stove? No, we ain't finna have it. Cash yeah. all these ones. Yeah. I'll make her feel bad, though. I'll go down there. And do to the club. Yeah. Well, sit there but, with your arms folded. It's hard to strip in front of your mama. Just, I'm telling you that. Yeah. It's very difficult. It, that is difficult. And your mama sitting there with her church dress on with her arms folded. <laughs> With a fan in her hand. She got a church fan. And a hat on. Ladies and gentlemen, Bubbles. You can come out there. Mm-hmm. All right now, Bubbles. Uh, you uh, see no. the problem? Oh, I would shame her. Yeah. That's my baby. <laughs> Go up there. She got, she got a bag of change. She ain't throwing dollars. She throwing coins. That's Damn my up. baby. Here you go. I'm going out and embarrass her ass. No, get her oh, out yeah, of she there. She would huh? go to the club. Mama, what you come down here for? I just wanted to see you work. Yeah. Girl, <laughs> I, girl I, I had it just like that, too. <laughs> Chip off the old block. Uh-huh. Yeah, use her nickname. 
All right, Josephine, I hope that helped you out in Tampa. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is from Lady in Little Rock. She says, I'm having an all-white party for my 40th next month, and I invited a lot of men, including my my sister's ex-husband, because we're still friends. Um, He told my sister he was coming, and she called me and told me I needed to uninvite him. I've told her it's time for her to move on, and it shouldn't matter if he's there or not. My sister's told me to choose between her or her ex-husband. Of course, I'll always choose her, but why is she being so petty? She ain't being petty. You being stupid. What you Mm -hmm. invite your sister's ex-husband to the white party for? (laughs) For what? (laughs) Now, unless uh, unless he white, this really ain't going to (laughs) go down I think they mean clothing, sir. You know that. <laughs> oh, I find it. Do you get a point? <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, what? You're you the one wrong for inviting the dude. He yeah. should never be as your sister's ex. Right. You? Right. Yeah. All right. Listen, thanks, CLO. Um, coming up next, church complaints with Reverend Motown and Junior See. coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann is standing by with our national news. And uh, we'll also have some entertainment news at the top of the hour. But right now, time for a little smiles and laughter, church complaints with Reverend Motown and Deacon Jr., special guest Deacon today. Uh, 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 uh. Are dipping below my level of uh, continuity. Oh, uh, I only work with Def Jam, uh-huh. but he's not here, so we're bringing on a sub junior. Uh, uh, what do they call a practicing uh, minister? Oh, um, what is you, uh, Deacon Kim? Uh, uh, Pastor, I am uh, in training. I am in uh, uh, theological seminary school. He at the school. He ain't even out yet. Mm-mm-mm. So uh, we don't expect much from him. So he's a student. He's, school. he's yeah. a student. Class of 2025. <laughs> Four years. I will have to step in from time to time if I see these announcements not being done correctly. Ladies and gentlemen, a pastor in training. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We call him a pit. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Junior. Uh, Thank you, Reverend Motown. These are are the complaints for this week. Uh, People have Um, decided. First of all, we're going to have to develop more of a church tone in your voice. He can't do that about his voice. You can't do church bits and sound like you doing just announcements at the school. Let me work. That's the class we was taking. I'm going to go ahead and implement what I have learned so far. Sometime um, today now. <laughs> Lower the, your voice, Deacon. The complaints today, Reverend, that are is low. as follows. It's <laughs> the same tone. People have decided to come back to church. Will you be getting new communion wafers? Because if you don't, the ones we had are now stale. Is what they ask. Oh. We're going to eat the wafers we have because of what it represents. Christ is old, therefore these crackers is old. The cracker, the wafer represents the body, the body of body. Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. Christ 
is way older than these crackers. Quit complaining about the date that's on the crackers uh-huh. when we need to celebrate the date that he has risen. Yay! Amen now. Amen. 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 Come on now. Yes. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Next complaint. Uh, when we get back to church, can we have altar call and just have them text just to save on time because they're taking too long with their testimony break? No, altar call is not testimony, uh, Junior Deacon boy. Listen, altar call is when we have a calling, when we open the doors to the church, and we invite in new members and people who want to accept God in their heart. That's what that is. They, you obviously are in the beginning year of seminary, theological Freshman college. Year. Freshman year. Freshman year. You, you might not get a degree unless you learn something quick now. <laughs> Me personally, right. like right now, I don't see you coming out. But go ahead. <laughs> That's you gotta okay, help baby. Pastor. You just go on. Thank you, thank you, you Pastor. Go on. First year, you get his first year. You gotta encourage first him, year, Pastor. That's okay. Got a lot of pressure first year. You know, that's okay though. Uh, Pastor, we having we having some problems. Uh, people don't like the fact that you are not uh, 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 doing the baptismals. You are having contactless baptismals, which is becoming very hard for people to understand. When you want them to go under. No, this is uh, this is all I'm saying. We doing Zoom services, so the baptisms have to be Zoom. Run your water in your bathtub, and when I say three, dunk yourself down. Now, for those of you that ain't coming up on time, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah, Rev, the problem is everybody don't have hot water. Well, then you got to wait till we got in. Our water in the baptismal pool ain't, ain't hot either. <laughs> the, the water down at the river wasn't hot either. <laughs> Y'all got to quit complaining now. Mm-hmm. Okay, better man. preach. You he better said, when I say three. <laughs> when I say three, that's it. Got to go Dump under. Yourself. Okay, Red, here's another complaint. Uh, the motorized wheelchair uh, praise dance ministry, uh, they are saying that they need more money. Uh, for better batteries so everybody can make it through the routine. You can have to help them. We, I told you not to allow them to form a group. Brad, they, they, they have to, they want to participate in the church service. Every time they perform, we got to go unhook some spokes because they done got tangled up together. We're not doing this every week. <laughs> What's wrong with them? They want to be a part, too. They can be a part of it. Just do it in the parking lot where you got more space. And also do that real. on halftime on Saturdays at the car wash. <laughs> also, if they ask you, if you don't mind, also, uh, could you also have the church supply seat belts so you can quit sliding out the chairs as well? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm getting ready to leave this chair. Sliding out your chair is a weight issue. That ain't got nothing to do with a belt. Now, we're going to be like Southwest now. We, what? We're going to start charging double. Mm. Mm. There it is. And proud. then, you know, just like the airports had to give, like, seatbelt extensions, mm-hmm. we don't have money for that. Mm. Ah, yes. Mm. Gotcha. Uh, Come on uh, now. More, uh, more, 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 more reverend-like. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you, Rev. Uh, also, Rev, we're asking right now, have, uh, can you please, uh, they are asking, members are asking, could you please widen the metal detectors 
uh, at the front of the church as we come back in to serve. Everybody's uh, have COVID weight. They're not getting in like they mm. normally would. They just ask, could you please widen the middle? I understand yeah. that there has mm. been That's a, a fair serious request. number of weight gain during COVID lockdown. We're not going to be able to widen. We're not going to be able to widen these metal detectors because we don't have the money for that. Okay, Rip. Uh, also, we're asking Real. Pastor. Uh, I'm sorry, Pastor Motown. Uh, we are also asking that the, uh, the the MCA has a complaint. This is the uh, Mean Christian Association. Oh. Uh, they having a Zoom meeting, and they will not tolerate any tardiness, even from you, Rev. Mm. Oh. The MCA, the Mean what? Christian Association. <laughs> I'm not coming down there no way. <laughs> they ain't got to worry about me coming late. I'm not coming at all. Mm-hmm. You can tell them I said that. Mm. And mm. that's from, from one mean ass Christian to the other. How about that? <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. I think it's gonna be empty because nobody want to hear no mad message. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm gonna have to uh, grade your performance today, and I'm gonna have to give you a, a low mark. Let me ask you something: Was you called, or did you just go down there? <laughs> no, I went down there. I ain't had nothing else to well, do. That I what I, that, that, that's what I thought. You need to take some time off till you get called. Cause this is <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. R. Kelly's sex trafficking trial is finally on the books. It's on the calendar, and he's been moved to New York City to face the charges. Kelly faces five charges of racketeering and four counts of violating the Mann Act when the trial opens on August 9th of this year. The Mann Act is a century-old statute that criminalizes adults for taking minors across state lines for sexual purposes. Several of Kelly's accusers, each identified only as Jane Doe, are expected to testify against him. Kelly has been incarcerated in Chicago since July of 2019, but that federal case involves different charges including child pornography and obstruction of justice. That trial had been tentatively scheduled for September, but it's unclear now when it will unfold. Whoa. Okay. Man. Uh, Good. Yeah. Man. Good. This is, these man, are some this is serious. Charges. Serious charges. Hey, man, when they move Justice you, for the victim. They move you. Yeah, when absolutely. they move you, that's, that, they, they serious, man. And then are they going to have another trial in Chicago? You oh, know what I'm yeah, yeah, yeah they're going to get it. Yeah, sounds yeah. Like yeah. They're going to have a trial yeah. everywhere he committed a crime. Yeah. In that jurisdiction. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you get enough time, they don't have another one sometimes. But I don't, it just depends on what happens in New York, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but they're going to want to see justice everywhere. This is pretty serious charges for this brother. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and these Absolutely. women are coming forth to testify, you know, against him. So the, the, this is very serious. Very, very serious. He could be doing more serious time. All right. Um, time for Tell Me Something Good. We're going to flip it here. Here's some good news from three guys named Steve. 
Uh, there's Stevie, there's Stephen, and there's Stefan Wilson. Uh, they do almost everything together, Steve, including graduating college at the same time. The triplets are graduating from Louisiana's Grambling State University, and they all majored in biology with plans to become doctors. The trio <laughs> has been overcoming challenges since being born premature, even schools suggesting enrolling the boys in special education courses. And they said, if it wasn't for my mother, she's the one that said, nope, those boys got talent. When we graduated high school, we proved them wrong. Now we're getting ready to walk and prove them wrong, Stefan said. Ultimately, the Wilson triplets' biggest goal is to be role models for their community and in the medical field. After all, representation matters, Stevie says. Congratulations. We got to say it from our Steve Harvey to yeah. you guys. The yeah, that's brothers. big, man. Mm-hmm. That's it so is. big. Ain't I'm number crazy. another Steve cracking that barrier, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but three on, Steves. <laughs> yeah, just Steve another to add to the list, man. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Stevie yeah. Wonder and I Come both on. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, congratulations to them. That is wonderful. Steve and Stefan and Stevie, Stephen and Stefan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had a That's mom cool. that believed in them, you know? That's oh, it. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black mother's love, black parenting, and just, uh-huh. you know, trying yeah. to make our kids win and be productive. I yeah. just think that's a great story. We need to and hear because yeah, so it is. Much going and on. I love that their biggest goal is to be role yeah. models in their community, mm-hmm. and representation is important to them. So congratulations again, and thank you, Mom, for a job well done. Yeah. All right, Steve. HBCU. Yeah. It is time for today's headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much. A lot going on. Closing, uh, closing arguments are expected to begin later on this morning in Minneapolis in the Derek Chauvin-George Floyd murder trial. The defense presented only a few witnesses. One of them was a guy named Dr. David Fowler. Fowler was born in Zimbabwe when it was Rhodesia and was educated in South Africa during apartheid. And he was their main uh a medical witness. Then uh, George Chauvin himself officially refused to testify, of course. Predictably, the city of Minneapolis and some other municipalities around the country have been put on alert with the National Guard called up. Meanwhile, only a few miles away, demonstrations continue in the community of Brooklyn Center over the killing of young Dante Wright, again by a white cop, this time a 26-year veteran who claimed she thought she was tasing him. California Democratic Congresswoman Maxine Waters came out to support the community over the weekend. We have to persist in calling for justice. We have to let people know that we're not going to be satisfied unless we get justice in these cases. But for people who still don't get it, attorney uh, Benjamin Crump lays it out on ABC this week. She claims that she was trying to pull the taser even though you have the gun on the dominant side, the taser on the non-dominant side, and the fact that the gun weighs two and a half pounds and the taser weighs eight ounces. But even tasing him is still an excessive use of force, whether it's George Floyd with a $20 allegation of a counterfeit bill. That should have been a ticket. And certainly this uh, pretextual stop for an alleged expired tag should have been a ticket. And we see when it's our white brothers and sisters, they give them the benefit of the doubt and the benefit of professionalism. And when it's us black people, we can't even get the benefit of humanity. 
We will see. That's Ben Crump. In Chicago, a Cook County assistant DA placed on administrative leave because the state's attorney, Kim Fox, says he failed to fully present the facts during a bond hearing last month in the case of 13-year-old Adam Toledo. Uh, state attorney Fox says the ADA failed to mention that the teenager was unarmed when a Chicago police officer shot and killed him. Assistant state's attorney James Murphy told the judge that Toledo had a gun and that he was still holding it when Officer Stillman told him to turn around and drop it. Body cam video shows the seventh grader dropping the gun and facing the officer with both hands up and empty. Officer Eric Stillman is on administrative leave. A white teenager who police in Indianapolis say murdered eight people at a FedEx warehouse last week before taking his own life, identified as 19-year-old former FedEx employee Brandon Scott Hall, who was actually interviewed by the FBI last year after his parents told him he might try to commit suicide. Four of his victims were from the Sikh community. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, so you're over in the motherland. Um... To do Family Feud, the Family Feud yeah. version. Yeah, Second over season. There. Second season. Second season. Second season. Yeah. yeah. And as I, everybody knows, it's a business move mm-hmm. because I'm not just over here doing it just For to fun. be doing TV. Yeah. I bought the international rights to Family Feud. Yes. Big Africa. business. And yeah. so I'm over here as the, you know, owner, producer of the mm-hmm. show. In and star. Don't forget star. Yeah, well, yeah. I got to do Host. that. <laughs> but um, it's just, um, I, I really want to say to everybody to look into it that's listening to me. Uh, look, I, I know you're going to, the price of the tickets are expensive, I know, but there's deals everywhere. And I'm going to be working as soon as things get back open with the uh, tourism board over here in South Africa mm-hmm. to put together some packages. I've been to Ghana. I have some things My available uh, to do that's in right. Ghana. As well as Botswana, but I want every African American to put this on your list of places to go. And I want you to put this on the top of the list because this is home. Mm-hmm. I cannot describe to you the feeling that you will have when you come here. I, I can't even tell you what it's like. Uh, the morning show we went once before. Yes, went to South uh, Africa. Yes, sir. You know. Mm-hmm. And I want I want every African American to know what it feels like mm-hmm. to wake up and not be a minority. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that. I want mm-hmm. you to see what it feels like to walk past all the police and you don't have to tighten up. Mm-hmm. I want black right. men to know what it feels like to be in a car and see policemen and not tighten up. Now, at first, mm-hmm. you're going to tighten up because it's innately it's in us. Like, reaction. I automatically, when yeah. I see police cars, I get it. Like, even if one pull up next to me mm-hmm. and I'm in my car, mm-hmm. I, for, for some reason, just over the years, and I'm just being honest, I tighten up. They might wave and say hello, but I just, mm-hmm. I tighten up anyway. Mm-hmm. You know. To just be and, over uh, there and not have people look at you for the and judge you for the color of your it's, skin. It's, it's so amazing. Right. And then mm-hmm. to see cities like Cape Town and Durban and, and, and Botswana, I mean, uh, I'm just talking about in South Africa, mm-hmm. and, and how forward they are. You know, now this ain't Vegas. Mm-hmm. You know, not every hotel is opulent, but they got really, really, really nice hotels over here. Mm-hmm. All the major chains are here. It's not what you've been told it is. You can come over here and shop. They got fashion malls with all the fashion houses in it. They have everything. You know, you want to go to Louis Vuitton, you can go to Louis Vuitton. But if you want to really go and enjoy, come over here and culturally shop. Go to the villages and the the areas that they have where you can buy things of the culture. 
Don't, yeah. don't come over here to eat at McDonald's and buy no damn Louis Vuitton. Come over here and participate in the culture. You will love it. You will absolutely okay. love it. Please, everybody, put it on your bucket list. Absolutely. All right, Steve. Yes, sir. All right, uh, thank you. Uh, coming up at 34 minutes after the hour, closing arguments today at the Derek Chauvin trial. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, what's going on now? Here we go. Closing arguments in the Derek Chauvin murder trial are scheduled for today, following nearly three weeks of witness testimony. According to AP News, today the prosecutors will draw on expert testimony, the video, and other evidence to explain how white officer Derek Chauvin's actions on May 25th when he pinned George Floyd's neck to the pavement, pavement with his knee for nearly nine and a half minutes were, quote, a substantial cause of Floyd's death. That's the prosecutor's job, and they'll highlight testimony from top Minneapolis police officers and officials and outside use of force experts that an objectively reasonable officer would not have used that kind of force. Meanwhile, on the defense side, uh, defense attorney Eric Nelson will try to persuade jurors that elements of testimony he elicited from prosecution witnesses and his own witnesses add up to reasonable doubt over what caused Floyd's death and whether Chauvin is responsible. So okay. those are the two opposing sides. What I have one question have to be in closing. for anybody saying that they don't think that they're trying to lay reasonable doubt that this man's knee on this man's neck was not the cause of his death. Let me ask anybody who saw the video. Do you think that that man that you saw in the video in the store, mm -hmm. do you think that nine minutes and 46 seconds later, based on what you saw in the store, did he look like he was about to die? <laughs> no. You mean prior to? Yeah, as you're saying. Yeah. 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 Well, they Inside got a video of him store. in the store. In the right. store. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. What What did this man look like in the store that would make you think? In nine minutes. If If everything had been just left, if he got in his car, that nine minutes and forty six seconds later he'll be dead. Mm -hmm. So how are you gonna try to tell me mm -hmm. that his knee on his neck was not the cause of his death, when if he had never put his knee on his neck, this man probably thousand per thousand chance would still be living. Hmm. Well, you you know, caused the death. Yeah, they tried everything. Uh, exhaustion I can't car, breathe. Drugs, heart look, look, I'm, I'm going to tell you, do you know the number one cause of death in this country? Not uh, breathing. Heart disease. Huh? Yeah. No, when you stop breathing. Breathing. Oh, oh, know, oh. That's yeah. the number one cause. <laughs> Once you quit breathing. <laughs> I about assure you. Yeah. That's it. I see what you're saying. Yeah. People, people done beat cancer. People done beat people done beat dementia. People done beat lung disease. People done beat heart disease. You can't beat not breathing. Yeah. yeah. I, for that long, anyway. No, I just, you know, I mean, we, it. and yeah. we all saw it. We all saw it on the tape. So, I mean, this yeah, is it is. This is, I, mean, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, finish your statement. No, 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 no. Go ahead. You, you can finish. I'm just saying we all saw on the tape. We, we just all yeah. saw it. You can go ahead. Yeah. I was just saying this is this also about racism and the prosecution out here are going to bring that up, too. 
Mm-hmm. It, it's part of that. And it's just with the jury, with them deliberating, this is just common sense now. Mm-hmm. You get in this room and you see this man had his mm-hmm. ne- knee on this man's neck yeah. for nine and a half minutes, and he died as a result of that. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Period. Yep. That's the but end of this. Shoba's attorney know he did it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're right. He, his attorney saw the tape. You're his absolutely saw, right, Junior. He his tried his best. It. Yeah. And this country has a thing that says you're innocent until proven, until guilty. proven guilty. And in the proven guilty, it has to be beyond a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. So all a defense's job is, is to show reasonable, reasonable doubt. doubt. Make mm-hmm. you wonder about anything. So their whole defense is not that he didn't kill him, but maybe he died yeah. from something else. From, maybe yeah. if he hadn't had fentanyl, maybe if this right here. No, 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 man. Yeah. Pardon mm-hmm. me. Part. Why didn't he take the stand? Explain your story. Yeah. Explain what well, happened. Well, yeah, he pled oh. pl- the fifth. Yeah, but he pled the fifth. Yeah. The oh. fifth. Yeah. yeah. Now carbon monoxide got something to do with it. Well, well that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Boy, all they right. shot that well, down so fast. <laughs> we'll we'll yes, be watching <laughs> for sure. We'll be watching. Uh, we're going to switch gears. Um, and coming up next, it is Junior in for the nephew with a prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. Subject, I don't want your stepdaddy. And we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that in just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But right now, <laughs> Junior is in for the nephew with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Junior? Uh, your funeral arrangements. Yeah. Your funeral arrangements. I don't I don't know what this is about. The nephew just left for us. And where is he? He ain't coming to work today either. <laughs> Look at my face, Junior. <laughs> on the Zoom. You know he worked. Now, see, why yeah. you say that, Junior? Because you know he worked all weekend. Know. Yeah, he worked all In weekend. In Birmingham, hot ham. Yeah. Excuse me. Yes. What's up, hot 107? I'm in Africa. Yeah. Done flew all the way over here. <laughs> taping shows all day. And uh-huh. I'm doing radio. No, 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 no. <laughs> You no, hired him. No. Come on, come on, cat, no, no. play it. No, no, no. I don't care about these little shows you do. <laughs> Ready Ready to love cat. was it's good. COVID, they ain't doing them. sitting people down there every 15 chairs. Hello, hello. I'm trying to reach a Miss Diane. Please. Uh, she's not in at the moment. May I take a message, please. My name is John. John. I'm actually the funeral director here at funeral home. Miss Diane came in earlier today, and and. Uh, tried to get the arrangements set. First of all, I want to say my condolences to you all and your entire family for what you're going through. She, she filled out some paperwork here, and I wanted to make sure I got everything actually correct. Uh, I'm a little not sure on what she wants on the actual tombstone. I I don't know if she wants Rob or or Robert. Are, are you are you oh. one of the members that may be able to tell me exactly what she would want on the tombstone? Oh, 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 I am. I, I'm Robert. Um, well, this is, what's this all about? She came here this morning. What, what, what you talking about? Okay, hold on a second, sir. You, you're who? I am Robert. Rob, Robert, that's me. Okay, and okay, is, is there Robert Senior or, or, or? Well, Junior's just a child. I'm Robert Senior. That's who I am. Junior's a child. Neither one of us did. We're healthy. Okay, 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 okay. Hang on. Oh, my God. All right, I don't. Okay, hang on a second, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss Diane, Miss Sir, Miss Diane is your wife. Yeah, Diane is my wife. You sure you got the right Diane? 
You sure? Well, she she came in uh, this morning, uh, maybe 5'5", five, five, uh, what, mm-hmm. salt and pepper hair, shoulder length, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a medium brown complexion. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of car she was she driving? Did you see the car? Did you see the car or something? Uh, it seemed like it was a, uh, a some type of, uh, was it a yeah. Camry, I think? Yeah. That's her. Uh, what, I mean, what happened? Tell me. Actually, tell me what happened this morning. She came in and said what to you? She came in and said, uh, Mr. Why, 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 why don't I call back when Miss Diane is there uh, and we can... Don't call back. You know tell me that. Right now. I need to know what the is going on. You might want to tell me she want to have a funeral for me and you want to, tell me, you want to call me let her know tell me now. Sir, all I know is, is, is Miss Diane came in, the paperwork was a little... I was just coming reevaluating what I, what I, what I, what I, what was written here. It wasn't right. I mean, she came in, she, she picked out the casket. She did everything that she was supposed to... Casket, casket, bro, bro, this right here, bro. I don't understand. I don't really understand what's going on, but I'm gonna find out later on. I'm gonna find Sir, out. I, 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 I don't understand. I, I've never been in a, I've never been in a situation like this. Okay, so you about to get in a situation. Maybe I need to call back when Miss Diane gets there. Man, okay, I said I need to talk to you now. She get here at six o'clock. Don't worry about that. Where you at anyway? What's your name again? Where you at? I'm, 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 I'm John, sir. I'm the, I'm the. Uh, Funeral home uh-huh. director. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you might be you might be making some funeral rain for her too. I might need to switch names and put her name on there. Okay, sir. But guess what? Six o'clock. Six o'clock, sir. sir Six o'clock. Sir, you gonna be sir, there, sir? A, a, a funeral yeah, is a very yeah. serious thing, sir. Mm-hmm. So you you so serious, bro? Look, you, my wife is coming. She trying to bury me. Me. I'm Rob. What name you got on the paper?
Hello, I tell you, you better not tell me you, who is you, man. You better not tell me nobody else. Excuse me, what you Who are you? He trying to give up. You better not tell me you one of them blankety blanks that down here blanket. I who tell me? Tell, tell, tell me, boy, that dude right there. He was, hey, let me tell you something. He was having a bad day, man. He could, he was heartbroken. Because his girl was playing the funeral and they yeah. just had an argument about the little light bill. About the light bill? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're about to die. Go pick your I'm out here buzzing my behind. Working well, 12 hours shifts. Oh, man. I'm out. I got a headache laughing at that one. That I did too. Man. Light on, light on, light on. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Man. All right, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Junior, and for Nephew. Nephew, you oh, did man. your thing on that one. Uh, coming up, Strawberry Letter subject, I don't want your stepdaddy. All right, we'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter because we could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. That's an actual letter, an actual letter. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Strawberry Letter with my good friend, Shirley Strawberry. All right, thank you, Junior. Subject... I don't want your stepdaddy. Dear Stephen Shirley, I need your help. My husband's mother is separated from her husband, and she's staying with us temporarily while she works out her marital issues. Meanwhile, she's been up late at night entertaining a younger man. My husband has seen it with his own eyes, but he doesn't know how to confront her about it. My husband said we need to focus on getting her back with her husband so she can leave our home. He's asked me to help out by talking to his mom's husband, which is his stepdad. He doesn't have a good relationship with the stepdad because he is a whore. 
He slept with two of my mother-in-law's friends before they met, and she knew that and still married him anyway. They are separated now because my mother-in-law came home one day and another woman was sitting in the kitchen with him smoking a cigarette in her house. He's so foul, and we wish she'd divorce him, especially since she's already started dating again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The goal was to get her out of my house, so I agreed to talk to a stepdad. I went to their house and I took my 11-year-old daughter because he has said a few inappropriate things to me before. He offered me a drink and I declined. He told me he's happier without my mother-in-law there and he wants a divorce. I reminded him that it is her house and he needs to move out. He got upset with me and put me out. Next thing I know, he told my husband that I came over there ready to do a lot more than talk. My husband had the audacity to ask me to tell him exactly what happened, as if he believed his stepdaddy. I'm furious at my husband. This had nothing to do with me, and my husband has put me in the middle of it. What to do? Please help. Well, first of all, you let your husband put you in the middle of it, and and this is a whole mess right here now. I, I know your gut. I know your gut told you to stay out of it when your husband first asked you. But the most urgent thing was to get your mother-in-law out of your house, so you went along. You agreed to talk to your stepdaddy. And stepdaddy is the one who needs to go. Clearly, he's the culprit in all of this. He doesn't get along with anyone. He doesn't get along with his wife, his stepson, and he doesn't get along with you. He puts you and your daughter out. (laughs) He's the one who had the woman in the house, okay? It's just disrespectful, smoking a cigarette. Uh, Talking to stepdaddy didn't work, so now it's time to talk to his mom. Uh, His son, her son, your husband, is afraid to confront her. And um, you guys got to talk to him, though. Fear or not, you guys still have to talk to him. I would say um, hmm, don't talk to her about entertaining the younger man because she'll only get defensive, okay? Uh, Talk to her about going back to her own house, that he should be the one leaving, not her. Why should she allow him to make her leave her own home? You guys got to also throw in the fact that you have a young and impressionable daughter, her granddaughter, that doesn't need to be seeing her grandmother with another man. This is crazy. Uh, this, these are all the reasons her stepdaddy or your, his stepdaddy needs to go. And mother-in-law needs to file for divorce from this clown and move on. Uh, but first, of course, she needs to move out of your house because next is going to start affecting your marriage if it hasn't already. I mean, your husband is questioning you right now about what happened with his stepdad. That's not a good look. It, does he believe his stepdad? Yeah, you don't want these problems. You really, really don't. So you guys got to seriously sit her down and have a serious conversation with her. Steve? Uh, so she can get this out. This is crazy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Now, let me show you why I think the whole letter just really explains itself to me. (laughs) I don't know why she even wrote us, but Mm -hmm. I do understand why she wrote us. But let me help her just be able to solve her own problem. They're not getting back together. Let's just understand that. Okay? They're not getting back together, and they don't want to. She's staying with y'all temporarily in you and your husband's house. Your mother, his mother, then separated from her husband. And now she's downstairs late at night entertaining a younger man. (laughs) A lot going on. She done moved out and got busy at y'all's house. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. 
your husband has seen it with his own eyes. But he don't know how to go to his mama about it. Now, I was thinking right away, man, he he that's got to mess him up because he want her and her daddy back together. But no, he don't. My husband says that they need to focus on getting her back with her husband so he can leave our home. But that's really not the best move, I don't think. And I don't think that's going to happen because which is his stepdad that he wants his mom to go back to. But he don't have a good relationship with his stepdad. I want y'all to keep that information for later. He don't have a good relationship with his stepdad, who is a whore. <laughs> because what, Steve? He is a whore. <laughs> it says it in the letter. It does. <laughs> he is a whore. He slept with two of y'all's mother-in-law friend before he before they met, and she knew that and still married him anyway. Now, they separated because your mother-in-law came home one day, and there was another woman sitting in the kitchen with him smoking a cigarette in her house. Mm. Yeah, come over here and chill out. Who, who do that? Let's smoke over here. So right there, the disrespect is blatant. So why are we talking? I'll explain the rest when we come back. He's so foul, we wish that she divorced right, divorce <laughs> We'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Subject, I don't want your stepdaddy. And we'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. Subject, I don't want your stepdaddy. The damn husband's mama that moved in whore. with y'all. They having an argument with her husband. Y'all calling marital issues. Meanwhile, she been entertaining a younger man at the house at night, which means she don't want her husband no more because she left the house. Now, she at your house clowning. Okay? On top of all that, uh, your husband has seen it with his own eyes. But he don't know how to approach his mama because that's his mama. And he can't talk to his mom's husband because that's his stepdad. And they don't have a good relationship because he is a whore. <laughs> this is what your letters say. I've never called a man that in my life, so I'm enjoying it in this letter. Your stepdaddy is a whore. <laughs> he has slept with two of your mama's friends before they met, and she married him anyway. Now, the reason they separated is because mother-in-law came home and saw him in the kitchen with another woman in her house smoking a cigarette. Then the lady says, he's so foul, we wish she'd, she'd divorce him, especially since she's already started dating again. Well, damn, what is the letter for? Right. Y'all never want, y'all want her to divorce him because he's a whore. And you, she's already started dating, but your stupid husband talking about, we need to get them back together so they can go to their home. Why would you want your mama to go back to the whore? Okay? And your mama just started dating at your house. So the goal was to get out of y'all's house. So then you agreed to go over there and talk to the stepdad. And you took your 11-year-old daughter because he has said a few inappropriate things to you before. 
course, you didn't say that to your husband because you're trying to keep the peace. He offered me a drink. I declined. He told me he was happier without my mother-in-law there, and he wants a divorce. Well, if it's, if it's the wife's house, why did she have to leave? You put his ass out. It's her house. Now, you took the 11-year-old daughter over there just in case. He offered you a drink and declined. He told you he's happier without the mother-in-law he wants to do it. I reminded him that it's her house and he needs to move out. He got upset with you and put you out. Then he told your husband you came over there ready to do more than talk. My husband had the audacity to ask me to tell him exactly what happened. How about I start when I took our 11-year-old baby over there? How about that? I took the 11-year-old baby over there to do more than talk? Are you kidding me? The whore has to be put out of the house. That's the problem. <laughs> he it's has the to way go. you say it. I got because it just it does so much for me. The what? <laughs> the man is a whore. <laughs> I, I've never it's said that to another man. It. You're a whore. You're a whore. A man? I never said. I never said to a woman. Well, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next thing. So now I'm furious at my husband. This had nothing to do with me, and my husband has put me in the middle of it. What to do? Please help. First of all, you need to put this in your husband's lap yeah. because it's his mama that's downstairs with the younger man, and it's his daddy-in-law. Now, the fact that he don't get along with him should have told him in the beginning, not only is his father-in-law a whore, he is a liar, too. So now he going to try to throw doubt in your marriage because you don't like your stepdaddy, and I got news for you, brother. Your stepdaddy don't like you either. So now he trying to throw salt on you and your relationship. Man, that's the oldest game in the book for old cats. Let's get the light off me. You over here trying to talk, talk about me with your mama. Your wife came over here to do more, and she want to do more than talk. But he believed what? it. But, dog. But that's the oldest trick in the book by old cats, man. The best defense is the best offense. So now instead of paying defense, let me put you on D. I'm going to throw a fireball at you. Your wife came over here to do more than talk and took the 11-year-old girl. Really, man? So what you need to do, really, the, the, this should be on the man, her, the, the wife's husband. He need to talk to his mama and go over there and talk to his damn stepdad and step to him the right way. Go, yo, pardon, say something else about my wife like that. I'm going to bust you upside your head. I already don't like you. And get out of my mama's house. That's it. Whore. No, for real. Yeah. I yeah. go over there That's and put the dude out of do. my mama's house, and my mama moving back in. She ain't got to go nowhere, and then she could date the young man in her house. Because you dating chicks in her house. Man, get right. out of here. This letter crazy. 
All right. All right, Steve. Well, thank you. Uh, post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and on Facebook. And please check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Now, I'm so excited about this because coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, guess what? Junior, our resident what? poet, is here with what? a brand new poem yes. right yes. after this. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, why don't you do the honors? Come on. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Do it right, huh? Okay. This is going to be good. Ladies and gentlemen, here comes a man Mm -hmm. who has worked himself up into a position as we've seen before. Some Mm -hmm. people believe that they are motivational speakers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some people think that they are bakers. Uh Junior is a poet. Come on. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, here comes another JP. Junior poem. (laughs) Thank you, love. Title of the poem today Mm. is called Somebody Please Tell Me. Somebody Please Tell Me. How come it's always us? While we always end up dead, it make you want to cuss. Hit excuses. Oops, my bad. I'm sorry. I made a big mistake. The pain is so unbearable. How much more do you think we can take? It don't matter if we riding, sitting, walking, or just being out at night. For the mistake is never made on young men who are white. So be careful, young black brothers. As you go along your way, may God be with you and bless you. Hoping you see another day. When will it end? The end. Wow. Wow. Now that was profound, oh, Junior. Yeah. You yeah. shocked me. Yeah. So yeah. profound right yeah. there. Now that's a poem yeah. right there, yeah. sir. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Because it's this, this, this too much. We sick and tired of it. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You Your know? thoughts? Well, Steve. Junior, because of that poem, I'm going to save my new, uh, I have it. Call you poetry. I finally gave you poetry a name. And, uh, mm-hmm. oh, you did? That was your best poem, but I don't expect that to, to continue. No, no, it's <laughs> probably my uncle. Took a lot. Yeah. And so you know, I called him a, J, a junior poem before, but right from now, we're going to call him, they're going to call him J Raps. This is called a J Rap Rap. Got it. Oh, yeah, R- I like that. A P. Yeah. Well, what you think about this one, though, Steve? He went deep and serious. This one. You know, it's good. Yeah, Amanda. Yeah, it me, really. Out. I had to quit listening. I was shaking my computer. I was checking my head because I didn't know who it was. Yeah, he shocked <laughs> us all with that one. Yeah, great. <laughs> he said he checked. He's shaking his headphone yeah. and shaking the mic. Just, we got a bad connection in Africa. We, <laughs> <laughs> must be Mandela and Weezy talking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is... You know, but yeah. But All right, Junior, thank you. About what's going yeah. On. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great poem. Coming up at the top of the hour, the Duke of Ottingham is here right after Uh-oh. this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, sadness across the pond in the UK. Queen Elizabeth's husband, Prince Philip, passed away. He was 99 years old, and the funeral was on Saturday. We're going to switch it to the Duke of Ottingham. He's here to talk about uh, other royal stuff. Hi, hi, hi. 
<laughs> I am here, uh -huh. worthy of course, none other than the Earl of Ottingham. Good morning, Shirley and Carla oh. and Junior. Good morning, girl. Good morning. Morning, morning Duke. Morning. Wonderful, wonderful. Here we are. I wanted to bring about the news, thanking all of you from across the world mm -hmm. for laying to rest our honorable uh, Prince Venom. Yes. Wonderful yes. man he was over there in London. Mm -hmm. But since mm -hmm. we've laid him to rest now, I came on behalf of being the only black in the Buckingham Palace. Mm -hmm. I wanted to bring about a couple of recognition of the things that are royal over here that need to be recognized. Okay, dude. Okay. First of all, I would love to recognize the Purple Prince of Minnesota. Yes. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. That's royalty uh -huh. now. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to yeah. give you all credit where credit is due. Yes. I'd also like to, to represent another great member of royalty, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, yes. <laughs> Quite a wonderful young man. I also like, like to recognize the king and queen of soul. You know who they are. Yes. yes. Say yes. it. Yes. Also, I'd love to recognize the one and only the queen of Latifah. I'd also like, love to recognize the one and only king of Martin. Oh, yes. Another oh. wonderful man. Celebrated right a birthday. Also, some oh. wonderful moments I've had over there when visiting. I'd love to recognize the burger of King. <laughs> I'll have a walk, wonderful. please. And oh my God, never ever, how could we ever forget the wonderful royal court of the kings and queens of comedy? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. This is true American royalty. Yeah, oh, I will, let's not forget the knights of Gladys. Please, <laughs> never, <laughs> never leave them out. Oh, also, we'd also like to also recognize the one and only, the Duke of Ellington. Yes. <laughs> Duke I'm the yes. Earl of Ottington, but the beginning was the Duke of Ellington. Yes. Yes. We are here, and I'm getting close to the end of recognizing royalty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also love to recognize the king of R&B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The one and only Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. Brown. Yes, sir. We'll take it from there. <laughs> and, of course, last but not least, what? the only royalty uh -huh. that we true care, truly care about is the Royal of Crown. Killing it. The purple bag, everything is such a wonderful one. Yeah, America that need to be recognized as royalty. I just wanted to stop by and give you my, you know, give you the flowers while they live. Some of them are gone, but of course, I needed to say something for America. All over the news. Yeah. I watch uh, Phillips' funeral on television. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, there were no blacks at the funeral. <laughs> he couldn't go. I was looking for him. There wasn't not a single one blowing a bugle, carrying the casket, driving the buggy. Damn it. <laughs> 
Nowhere, nowhere near. I didn't see anyone. They may have been there, but I didn't see it. I saw a black girl crying against the ropes one time. They told her to shut up. <laughs> Excuse me, Duke. Uh, we'll I can come more. back now. <laughs> we'll have more trending stories on the show. I'll return. I'm so happy you asked. I'll be right back. I did it. I did it. Yes, you did. I heard it. <laughs> we'll be back in 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, uh, here we are with the Duke of Ottingham. Hell, hell. <laughs> Still here. He's recognized all of the royalty there it in the is. US. There's my music. What were you saying? Was there something well, I was going to ask you, we talked about the funeral of, of Prince Philip, Philip over the weekend. And, uh-huh. of course, um, William, yes. Prince William was already there. Prince Harry flew from California to uh, be at the funeral of his grandfather. And they were talking. The press was watching to see, you know, if they were going to communicate or be standoffish or whatever. I saw but, that. They were brothers. Yeah, they're brothers. They are brothers. Yeah. yeah. Of course, you can have a difference with your brother and still be brothers. That's right. But I was going to ask you, um, Duke, what do you think they were talking about? What do you, what do oh, you think? Of course, I was privy to it. I uh-huh. came home to mm-hmm. the castle and were talking, and I was in the back, uh-huh. and they didn't see me, and I overheard everything. Oh, what were uh-huh. they saying? What were they say, Duke? What was the, the Harry's tea. brother's, what is his name? I'm, uh, William, Prince William. William, William was asking, what the hell would you think of leaving the castle for? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear what he said, but I, I, I chimed in and said, well, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> they, ignored, they ignored me, of course, and I got quiet because I said, well, well, damn it, I don't want to get put out. <laughs> I went back and got quiet. Uh-huh. Damn, if I leave the castle. I'm still the only here. black hair. You have seen no blacks inside the castle. We're not there cutting grass or anything. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I just wanted to clear that up. Thank you so much, Duke of Ottingham. We will be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. What's going on now? Here we go. Closing arguments in the Derek Chauvin murder trial are scheduled for today, following nearly three weeks of witness testimony. According to AP News, today the prosecutors will draw on expert testimony, the video, and other evidence to explain how white officer Derek Chauvin's actions on May 25th when he pinned George Floyd's neck to the pavement pavement with his knee for nearly nine and a half minutes were, quote, a substantial cause of Floyd's death. That's the prosecutor's job, and they'll highlight testimony from top Minneapolis police officers and officials and outside use of force experts that an objectively reasonable officer would not have used that kind of force. Meanwhile, on the defense side, uh, defense attorney Eric Nelson will try to persuade jurors that elements of testimony he elicited from prosecution witnesses and his own witnesses add up to reasonable doubt over what caused Floyd's death and whether Chauvin is responsible. So okay. those are the two opposing sides. What I have one question have to be in closing. for anybody saying that they don't think that they're trying to lay reasonable doubt that this man's knee on this man's neck was not the cause of his death. Let me ask anybody who saw the video. Do you think that that man that you saw in the video in the store, mm-hmm. do you think that nine minutes and 46 seconds later, 
based on what you saw in the store, did he look like he was about to die? <laughs> no. <laughs> you mean prior to? Yeah, as he's saying. Yeah. 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 Well, they Inside got a video of him store. in the store. In the right. store. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. What What did this man look like in the store that would make you think? In nine minutes. If If everything had been just left, if he got in his car, then nine minutes and forty six seconds later, he'll be dead. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to try to tell me mm-hmm. that his knee on his neck was not the cause of his death? When if he had never put his knee on his neck, this man probably thousand per thousand chance would still be living. Hmm. Well, you you caused the death. Yeah, they tried everything. Uh, exhaustion I can't car, breathe. Drugs, heart look, look, I'm, I'm going to tell you, do you know the number one cause of death in this country? Not heart breathe. disease. Huh? Yeah. No. When you stop breathing. Breathing. Oh, oh, oh. That's yeah. the number one cause. <laughs> Once you quit breathing, <laughs> I'm about assure you. Yeah. That's it. I see what you're saying. Yeah. People, people done beat cancer. People done beat, people done beat dementia. People done beat lung disease. People done beat heart disease. You can't beat not breathing. <sighs> yeah. Coming up, it is our last break of the day on this Monday. And, of course, we will have some closing remarks. I forgot. I forgot. (laughs) Oh, the Duke was still here. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Of course, we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey at 49 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are, our last break of the day on this Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you One know what? Down. One or two, um, you know, some sad news from the hip-hop world. Rapper oh, Black yeah. Rob, mm-hmm. he passed away. And a lot oh. of people, if you were fans of ba- Bad Boy bad music boy. back in the yeah. day, yes, yes, Black Rob. He was 51 years old. And, um, you know, just according to multiple reports, they said Rob passed away after battling kidney failure. And oh. so I just want to say our condolences going out to Rob's friends and family. Yeah. You know, you Absolutely. saw his health deteriorating on social media. And the yeah. Post. yeah. So you were just praying and, you know, he was fighting to get better. But uh, mm-hmm. Black Rob was featured on a lot of bad boy hip hits, like including Bad Boy for Life. Mm-hmm. And of course, the jam. Whoa. You know, that was yeah. a jam, Junior. That was, that was it. That was an anthem right there. So rest in peace, Black Rob. So just wanted to. Uh, All right. Man. Thank you, Carla, with that music man. news, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're losing some, some good ones now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But closing remarks, Steve, right, what you Steve. got for us? Well, you know. Um, Look like you're thinking deeply right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's a guy that I follow on social media. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a motivational guy, Eric. Eric Thomas. Mm-hmm. Eric Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hip-hop preacher. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I was watching something he was doing today, you know, and he said, uh, and it just reminded me of me so much, man. And I was just listening to it. He said, uh, you know, uh, he said that his friend came up to him and said, uh, yo, E, E, have you seen Empire? He said, no, nah, no, nah, man, I missed that. He said, man, you, you don't want to watch Empire? He said, yeah, 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 man, I'd love to watch Empire. But I ain't got time. Mm. He said, I ain't got time to watch Empire. Because I'm out here trying to build an empire for my wife and my kids. Mm. 
And 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 that and that message kind of stuck with me because you know I look back you know you know we have movie conversations all the time, and I we, I'm, I can never really participate in the movie conversations, and it's kind of crazy man because <laughs> right. I ain't seen nothing, and I always say I and I was jokingly always say hey y'all I was I was hustling that mm-hmm, that period of time mm-hmm. I had my head down, and I was hustling but I was thinking about it in terms of currently even today, I'm not able to watch a lot and I know a lot of people aren't. But I want you to think about this. Listen, you all. Uh, to get to where you want to get to in life, you, everybody, you, it's, it's going to take an all-out assault. You're really going to have to pour your heart and soul to a thing in order for it to come true. Now, this a thing can be any number of things. It can be your dreams, your life. Be something. But you all have to have a thing. Everybody has to have something that they aspire to. I mean, the scripture says a man without a dream or vision shall perish. Do you know what happens to a lot of people, man, when they retire? They retire their dreams and their hopes because they've accomplished it. My dream was to retire. And then when they retire, they set nothing out in front of them and they slowly fade away. I know of some people who've retired who have faded and just rusted away. Now I've seen some people retire and find new things to be active in, things to move them and make them, that wake them up in the morning. You know, they volunteer work, they get involved with some type of philanthropic effort, something. But you gotta have a thing. Everybody has to have one. I don't care who you are. I'm telling you, man, you gotta start looking at this thing right you got to stop looking at everybody building their life, and you got to put that focus on building your own life. That's why, like, haters don't really shake me like they used to. They really don't. And I used to be bothered when social media first came out. Oh, man, what they say? Who, why they say that about me? I don't care no more. I, 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 I truly can tell you they don't move the needle in my life. You know why? Because they don't move the needle in their life. Anybody that has the time to sit around and troll the internet talking about everybody else ain't taking care of themselves. When you got a person who, I got this one person who follows me and got something negative to say about everything I do. Why are you following me? They say, why don't you block him? Oh, no, 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 I'm not blocking him. Cause I gotta provide this dude with something to do. I've tried to look him up, but he got a, you know, he got a private page because he's a coward, you know, because he want to say all this stuff about me, but he don't make himself available. But I feel sorry for the brother, too, because he inflicts, he inputs so much of his time into probably not only me, but a host of other people that he ain't having time to build himself up. He's so busy trying to tear me down. You got haters in your life that's trying to tear you down when they could put that effort into building themselves up. I'm under attack all the time by somebody trying to tear me down. But they could take that same effort and build themselves up. It's just really sad, man, how some people spend their time. So I'm imploring all of the Steve Harvey Show listeners, get yourself a thing. A thing that you are willing and wanting to pour your heart and soul into, your efforts, and make that a goal of yours. Because I'm telling you right now, everything that is now is going to change. COVID has proven that.
The work world is changing. Your job is changing. The predicaments in this world have changed. Get ready because some of this stuff ain't going back to normal. So if I were you, I would develop myself a thing and pour my heart and soul and being into that thing. And so do it so much where you ain't got time to watch Empire because you busy trying to build your own. Those are my closing remarks. I'm saying that in, 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 in the hope that it lights a candle in you. That's the only reason I said it. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Y'all be safe. Be careful. Keep masking up, washing your hands. It's still cracking out here. Y'all be good. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 